Welcome to the whole GD show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my late co-host, Delanor. Hello, Jeff. Hey. I, can't... I get it. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Good. Hopefully everyone else does, too. I was afraid you thought I dropped out there. Yeah, uh, I was kind of like... I call him late, like, oh, he's pregnant. <laughs> or he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Or he's dead. Yeah. yeah, hard to convey how dead I am <laughs> in podcast uh, form. But here I yeah. am, back from the grave, to entertain and educate. This is a late to the party slash missed the hype episode that we're going to do. Stuff that we kind of laid on, maybe we still haven't gotten to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, uh, we've talked about this kind of thing before, where it's easier to watch what you know than get into a new thing. Uh, sometimes things don't pop out at you, uh, and sometimes, like, when, I'm the type of person that, like, if everyone tells me that, like, oh, this thing's so great, I'm like, fuck you, I'm not watching that, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, we talked to, we had that comfort episode where, you know, you just, you just get, like, secure and cozy, and you know you like those certain things, so that's, yeah, what you gravitate towards. It's maybe the unknown is a little scary, so, you know, you kick it down the curb a little while until you actually watch it. Yeah, do you find that, like, you have that issue the most with movies, or... <laughs> Or something else. Um, probably because I am a frugal man. I do not like to spend... I mean, movies are so expensive to go to, I feel like. I typically, I go to a lot of movies alone. And um, so, I mean, I don't want to spend 10 plus bucks to go to something by myself anyway. So I'll just wait until it's on DVD or I'll just forget about it and never watch it. Um, yeah, I mean, but they do put, like, fairly new stuff on Netflix and all the other streaming services, and they create their own original content, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, like, definitely, uh, like, Netflix originals I do. Like, I will pick up on those. Usually it's a TV show. Yeah, I watched, uh, well, I mean, that Breaking Bad movie wasn't... Is that new? Yeah, it's new. Um hmm. Yeah, I mean, when Netflix has something that I... But it's typically something I'm also comfortable with, like... Like I said, the Breaking Bad movie. It's new, uh, but it's also it's related to something I've already seen. Uh, right. Like, uh, I, so I watched that the night it came on. I watched uh, Between Two Ferns movie when it came on. But it's also like they're directly related to things that uh, I'm already watching or have watched. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know with movies. I because I've kind of taken a long break. I've missed a lot of stuff like. Between that kind of like 2010 period, like there are a lot of great movies that came out that I know are referenced, like There Will Be Blood or No Country for Old Men and like kind of a lot of those great movies. And it's like, I'm aware of them, but I just haven't seen them. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I don't know. I I don't feel like taking a swing and a miss when I, when I go out to movies. TV, mm. it's all right there, so I kind of can ingest it. Yeah, uh, did you think of any movies in particular that you kind of laid on? Um, not in particular. Well, kind of. See, when we came, when you suggested this late to the party thing, it directly reminded me of a 
web series that I actually filmed a couple episodes of, but never edited or put together. Um, but I had, I kind of like you, there was a period of time where my son was born and I didn't have the time or the means to go out to the movies. I couldn't bring a screaming one-year-old to the movies. So I didn't watch a lot then. And being a media studies major, you know, that's really something I liked. So when he was a little older, I kind of got caught up on things that are a few years old. And I, you know, I like right here, we're doing media criticism stuff. I wanted to do a media criticism web series that I called Better Late Than Never. And where I would remove, where I would review movies that were like two, three, four years old that no one really cared about anymore because everyone had seen it pretty much. Uh, the ones I remember filming were the the Maze Runner trilogy. Have you heard of oh, any sure. of these? Yeah. yeah, I remember them coming out. Yeah, based on young adult novels. It was the big kind of time of... It's like Hunger Games, exactly. Twilight yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the youth teens fighting, rebelling against the older people, the ragtag group, some usually um, like Divergent or whatever, kind of separated into classes and uh, in some sort of dystopia. But uh, I really liked the first Maze Runner. And then the second one is called The Scorch Trials, and that movie is just batshit insane. <laughs> Um, How many did they make? Three, yeah. Okay. And I, honestly, I like the series. <laughs> Just kind of popcorn flick, take it as it is. And it's also like, you know, dystopian crap um, that I really like. Uh, I remember I only watched the third one probably a year and a half ago because I was on a plane and it was on the plane. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I can't even remember what the third one's called. Oh, The Death Cure. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, it's here. I can finally round out the trilogy. Uh, yeah, they're they're just silly. The, the Scorch Trials, though, that movie sucks. The second one, the middle one, sucks. Because it is just like, throw everything at the wall that dystopian teens or like teens going to this kind of movie would like. You, oh, you need a actor from Game of Thrones. Oh, you got zombies in this? We got zombies. Oh, uh, Gus Fring from Baking, Baking Brad, Breaking Bad is in it. Uh, just, just random, random things. It was, mm. it's such a weird movie. Oh, we have a really weird drug fueled hallucination sex party. Like why? I don't, I don't know. It's really weird. You'd have to see it to understand. I mean, that happened in the matrix too, if you remember, like that probably, weird nightclub thing. Yeah. I, I'm the second just, one, I think it was probably directly based off that. I, Cause it was also in like this weird city that was kind of hidden from whatever overlords did you see um hunger games yes any of those was was there four movies i think they yeah they broke the last one into two i think yeah and they really limped to the the end the finish on that first two i thought were really good and then the the last one i barely remember seeing the last I remember seeing the last one thinking, this sucks. Like, this yeah. is not a good way to end this series. And the second to last one, I barely remember. I was like, I, I went and saw this, right? Yeah, I did. I went, it was one of the nights where I, my work called me out or whatever. So I just went to the movies. I just remember uh, Lord had a song, Yellow Flicker Beat, for his Mockingjay part one was that one. Mm. Uh, 
soundtrack yeah. was good. Yeah, I had a at the time I had roommates, and one of my roommate just watched all of them. I think over several nights, and I just <laughs> happened to be in the room, so I just like kind of like saw bits and pieces of all of them while yeah. he was in the room. Yeah, what'd you think? Anything good? Um, I mean, I like that kind of survival game kind of thing. I think that's yeah. an interesting thing. Uh, I don't love a dystopian thing. I know it's not kind of your bag, but yeah. it it. It tends to bum me out usually because I'm like, oh, that's just a possibility. Uh, yeah, yeah, we might have kids kill each other for entertainment someday. <laughs> that's what uh, war is essentially. Hot yeah. take. Uh, I mean, there's a Japanese um, uh, anime and manga. I think it's called Battle Royale, which is yeah. a very similar kind of thing to it, where it's a bunch of kids on an island forced like, and weapons are everywhere, and they're forced to kill each other. Yeah, I remember that. I actually remember that back when we were in high school. I think it was a movie at some point, too. It was, like, yeah. super ultra-violent. It was very hard to find. The Raid, I think, kind of had, like, a similar kind of survival thing to it. Although that's more of a uh, martial arts movie, I guess. It looked kind of interesting. Yeah. Like a big video game type thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like the second Hunger Games. It's kind of a rehash of the first one, but... I think it was more interesting the way they set up the the battle. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the interesting part. Once they get to the rebellion, I'm kind of like, yeah, who cares? Right. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, that's where I fell off. Um, having, I don't know the like. Yeah, when they started doing like, okay, we're making propaganda. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah not really. Into well, I know you like a tournament arc. It's kind of has that kind of feel to true. it. True. Yep. That. Yeah. That is a good parallel to draw there. Yeah. And then the third one. Yeah. I feel like at the Mockingjay, they were like, "We still got to keep it in the tournament type thing." So we're gonna walk around the city, and it's like they set traps. And I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. What's the black goo? I don't understand where it's coming from, and why is it sentient? Yeah, uh, mine were kind of like, you know, movies that are still happening, uh, that I've seen some of, but not the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, I have seen the first Avengers movie, and the movies preceding it, and that's it. Yeah, phase one, you're just a phase yeah. one-er. Yeah, same with, um, Pixar movies. I know I saw Coco for this podcast, right. but, um, like, I think the last one I saw before that was, like... Maybe Monsters, Inc. Oh, man. So you don't even know Monsters University. You don't know how they nope. became friends or anything. Oh, their rich backstory of frat partying. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to think of what came... Like, I never saw Moana or... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else came out from Pixar. No, I never saw Toy Story 2 or 3. Oh, you didn't see 2? No. I can't remember when exactly my last one was. Like, I think my mom wanted to see Monsters Inc. or something, so she's like, "Hey, I rented this." I'm like, "Great." And I was like 15. I was like, "This is dumb good <sighs> stuff." So good. Uh, the, all the doors. What? <sighs> yeah. I just like that world. Yeah. What was after that? Um, Cars. You ever seen any of the Cars movies? No. Oh man, just watch the first one. I haven't seen yeah, the third one even. Yeah, a lot of those movies I kind of missed out. Same with, like, the Disney. Like, I think the last one I saw was, you know, around that same era. Like, 
around kind of in high school, middle school, where, you know, like Princess and the Frog, I think I remember that coming out, but I didn't see it. I don't think I've even seen that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, a certain, I mean, when you get into your teen years, it's it's not cool to like Disney anymore. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of that, I was thinking about this, because we did our cheesy episode a while ago. Yes. And I was thinking of a song that I actually really like, even though it's, like, not, I don't know, it's very cheesy. I kind of like that song, um, uh, Puff the Magic Dragon. Oh, yeah. And I, it's weed. Well, (laughs) that's what people say. It's about the kind of loss of imagination, which I think is kind of my point. It's, you know... It's, uh, you know, you get to that age, you're like, I don't want to be, it's uncool to like that thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, well, it's cool now, guys. It's yeah. all right. Just, just be yourself. Mm. I mean, yeah, well, I guess Disney, they needed that cool factor. They needed that demographic. That's why they have Marvel and Star Wars now. Yeah, they just own everything now. Yeah. Uh, like TV, I I don't know. I've missed a ton of stuff, but there's just so much. Right, too. yeah. It's you know you're never gonna catch anything. Like I missed a lot of like series that people love. Like I know people love um The Wire. I never watched any of it or Six Feet Under and like a lot of HBO shows. I never saw because I never really had it. Um, I never really watched um, Breaking Bad. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, get on that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was late on Breaking Bad, but I I caught up before they finished it off. Um, well, yeah, you watch. I mean, you watch a lot of well old TV because you watch your Urkels and you watch your uh, yeah. I watch like old sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a thirty at the thirty minute kind of like sitcom is like right in my wheelhouse. Like, um, and out, once you get to that hour, even though it's like 45 minutes, I'm just like, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, Buffy, Buffy conditioned me for that. Or <laughs> love my Yeah. And I loved Angel and, but you know, I, I watched that when I was kind of like younger. So it's, you know, a different time for me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, we missed the, well, Star Trek was was kind of what I was thinking going with mine, where uh, specifically TNG, the next generation with Captain Jean Luc Picard or Patrick Stewart for mm. all you non Trekkies out there. But there just seemed to be so much. There the are so many series of Star Trek too. Like there's not just the one. I, when I started watching next generation i didn't even realize i was like oh there's ones after this too there's deep space nine and enterprise and all these other ones is there a continuity to them um yes yeah um because yeah and some of the movies some of the like captains meet up there's like i think in one of them uh william shatner and patrick stewart are in they're in like a five minute scene at the beginning together but it kind of like passes the baton to them so it is all it's supposed to be all same continuity and um stuff unless except for well and then they have the movies which is also loose same continuity it's like in the movie they kind of 
create a branching timeline to kind of say, all right, everything you love is still there. It's just in this alternate timeline. And now we're doing this one here during the movies. So, yeah, I mean, there are multiple series and the series are super long, aren't they? Like, oh, yeah, seven plus. Seasons. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, after Next Generation, they're a little shorter. Um, Enterprise did not last long at all. And they have one going right now, too. But Discovery, right? Right, yep. And then, well, and then kept, uh, they're doing another one, too, called Picard, with just... Uh, oh, yeah, it's a new movie, right? Or no, it's a show? series, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it's started yet, but, yeah. It, I think um, on Never Not Funny, Jimmy Pardo was saying um, his son was playing young Chekhov. Uh, yeah, be- because um, his father-in-law is uh, uh, James Koenig, the guy who plays Chekhov. Oh, okay. Uh, the original series. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever his first name is. I don't think it's James. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say Andrew, but Andrew is his brother-in-law who played Boner on uh, Family Ties. <laughs> Committed suicide oh. in like, 2012 or whatever. Boner. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and I think there's even um there was like some sort of fan series online for Star Trek that was like it ran for a while and they kinda got a cease and desist, but it was very like researched and like in canon and everything. I can't remember that. That sounds name of familiar, it. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I never like I never watched Trek Star Trek, I think next gen started around the time we were born and a few years ago i started watching it and just i don't know watching it and being like wow this was on like upn and like the technology for it is pretty good for like a basic like a uh broadcast television show it's People don't know what UPN is. I don't think. <laughs> really? If they're like young, is that? I don't think it's a. It's, it's like not a, a thing anymore. No. Yeah, it's uh like the Wii channel or something. Yeah, was it? It's like CW. Yeah, CW was like a merge of UPN and the WB like channel. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got your Moesha on it or girlfriends was on. Yeah, I don't know. Buffy was just on there for the last two seasons. That was the only thing I watched. Yeah, I don't know. I remember ages ago. I think on Mad TV they called UPN uh, underpaid Negroes <laughs> because yeah. Well, it was from Mad TV. Yeah. It was Harry Spears saying it. So that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I because, mean, I can see. Yeah, the joke makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, and it was like it was all kind of you know aimed at kind of black audiences. It was like the Ugly's. Right. It was Moesha girlfriends and like two other kind of like all kind of black cast pretty sure that was the only uh uh, channel kel mitchell made an appearance on after keenan and kel or whatever probably yeah Uh, yeah. and you did you have any specific tv or just uh Uh, i wrote down two really popular anime that i've uh one i've read a little bit of but i haven't seen the anime um i wrote evangelion which is a really popular show it's kind of like this mech thing but it's kind of like a human interest kind of thing where all the characters are really fucked up people like it's a kid whose like father is using him as like 
uh, the soldier who is like he doesn't care about his life. He just kind of cares about his you know ability to pilot a ship. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is a super popular series about these characters having these things called stands, which are kind of these personified powers. Like these kind of people are like kind of standing behind them in this like kind of uh, Jedi ghost way but they're kind of like using these really unique kind of interesting powers like some of them are just like through you know punching but some of them yeah. are like, kind of like oh this guy controls blood or whatever oh does he look like bloody or do they like no they all have these kind of like weird kind of uh, designs that are kind of based around their background as far as their you know ethnicity and like okay. what their powers might be and whatnot gotcha neat yeah, I, I'm. I could get into that. Maybe it sounds like it's a... very stylized yeah. and interesting. Uh, it, it's it's super popular. I think it's on Hulu, like one of the first series. And there's like, I think like six different series, and they're all like pretty big. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like your like. I don't know your teams where everyone's got their own special ability. Yeah, that's that's what this is. Like, one of the main... And it's very, like... It's very meta as far as, like, the... Kind of, like, what it does. Like, it's kind of over the top in its uh, portrayals. Like, there's a guy who's, like, licking a cherry for, like, maybe 30 seconds. Like, which is way too long. Yeah. And But he's making the sound that, I guess, is what Japanese people think of as licking sound. <laughs> which is, like, peta 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 but he's just like, like rolling. You see him rolling like this cherry in between his tongue and his teeth, and just making that sound for like thirty seconds. And it's then it pans to another character, and the guy's like disgusting. <laughs> weird. Uh, good. Yeah, I love a, a gag that goes on too long. Mm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. What was that one called again? Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Jojo. All the oh, main I, characters are like Joe something. I think I've seen that on Netflix too as well, actually. Yeah. Maybe it was Netflix, not on Hulu. Sweet. I'm writing that down right now. Mm. Uh, music Man. I know we just came up on our decade <laughs> thing. Yeah. From like, this is a very easy, another thing where it's like there's so much of it, and if you have a certain genre style you like you kind of stick to it but it's like there's so much that i'm missing from everything else and it's like of course you are you're gonna miss like probably 75 percent of what comes out oh yeah of course yeah it's, I, don't know. I mean some stuff you just hate and you won't even go touch it with a 10-foot pole um i hated the remember back in the early 2000s the when we had like the resurgence of garage rock with the strokes, the vines, the hides, sure. white stripes. And yeah, yeah when, sure. when that was happening, I hated all of it. I was just like, I don't like yeah. this. I hated, fell in love with a girl, that Lego music video with the white stripes. I just wasn't into it at all. I think I was too young, too brooding, too into my corn and whatever the hell else I was listening to. But biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's pretty much what I listen to now. That is like the probably one of my defining music genres that I listen to is like garage rock. 
<laughs> I remember there were a lot of like bands kind of in that genre that were like touch and go, like the Ataris. Oh yeah, kind of like at one song or American Hi Fi, Yellow Card, <laughs> Yellow Card. I yeah, I mean they had a few songs right. and they only like recently like stopped touring, like a few years ago I think. Yeah, yeah, I knew they were around for a while, but I just I can only name like two or three songs by them. Only one. Ocean Avenue. Yeah, Ocean Avenue. That's probably it. <laughs> I know they did a cover of Don't You Forget About Me, the Breakfast Club song, because mm. they did it for like an MTV thing, and I don't know, I loved that. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I've am i always liked the Foo Fighters, who are like, I don't know, pretty much like a huge part of that, the kind of grunge, like yeah. tinny, scratchy rock, but I don't know. Do you like Nirvana? Yes. But, yeah, I'm like hit or miss with them. Yeah, I'm not like a huge fan, um, but uh, I mean, I grew up around them pretty much, so right. my parents were always listening to them. Were you like a big uh, White Stripes guy? No, uh, well, I wasn't, but now I am. Like, I love Jack White, and he's also like a bajillion different things. Uh, Dead Weather Underground, or Weather Under, I can't remember which one it is. Um, but yeah, I like all his side projects and anything he likes. I like that raspy, like, uh, uh, kind of Bob Dylan-y thing now that he does. Did you ever get into, like, the comedy rock, like, um, Bare Naked Ladies and, like, uh, Bloodhound Gang kind of stuff? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I liked Bare Naked Ladies. Again, that was, like, right in the zeitgeist of our time. And they were, like, pretty family-friendly, too, so... Uh, when we were in like elementary school, my parents didn't mind me listening to them, whatever. And of course, they got that nine-minute song that the freaking local radio station always played because favorite version. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always good for a laugh. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't never really. I, I don't think I've ever bought an album. Yeah, I haven't either. What uh, Bloodhound Gang or? Um... Is there anybody else who's that? Oh, like uh, Stacy's mom. Those guys. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, Fountains uh, of Wayne. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I didn't like Stacy's mom, but I do like. They have a Christmas song called "I Want an Alien for Christmas." I like that. I couldn't name any other song by them though. Yeah. Yeah. I think the really only the comedy music I really got into was Flight of the Concords, maybe. Alien Ant Farm. Does that? Count? Oh yeah, I yeah, I could see that. Yeah, they do have maybe. a lot of like. Yeah, and I was I was really into them for a long time. Yeah, I like movies quite a bit. Yeah, Both yeah, and they had like a crappy music video for that, and then they had they redid it to like be really good. Yeah, and they had Smooth Criminal was like oh I love Perfect. this song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that was kind of around the time that like punk, like pseudo punk, I should say, like uh, uh, Green Day and. Good Charlotte and uh, yeah. Blink and all that stuff. And the pop punk ears, yeah. Pop punk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was my sister's bag. She loved. She was on. She was a scene kid, so she loved the pop punk and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a few Blink albums, and I, I like a lot of their songs. Yeah, yeah. And Blink now was huge. Yeah. And their offshoots, uh, Boxcar Racer and uh, uh, Angels and Airwaves, is a couple I like. Plus. Plus, Plus 44. 44, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I only remember one song by them. They only had one good song, or one hit, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, and that was like plus forty four is it was two of them. It was two out of the yeah. three members of Blink, which is what they do Martin. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tom was always a weirdo. He like did his own thing. He, I think Boxcar Racer was um, him and Travis. Yeah, like, I saw them live on a like during the reunion tour a couple years ago, and like I saw them. I like a night or two after DJ AM died and you could tell like the the dynamic between like Tom or Travis and Mark was all cool and but you could tell Tom was the odd one out like when yeah. I was watching him live like you could, and then they stopped like they canceled their tour after that so I saw yeah. like one of the last shows they ever did all together and now Tom is trying to find aliens yeah. or he found <laughs> aliens maybe yeah he he published that video that has a UFO in it, and yeah. like the Air Force is like, yes, that is unidentified. So I don't know. He might be onto something. He might be insane. Yeah, I mean, could be both. Yeah, true. Yeah, he might be poking in the wrong places. Yeah, uh, mine was kind of like older stuff. Like I was never really into it, but I know it's super popular, like hair metal kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was always kind of, because we had, like, harder rock, and there was kind of also, you know, softer stuff that was available, like, it was always, like, in this middle ground where I'm like, it isn't, like, the songwriting was always, like, hit or miss for me. Like, of course, there are some great songs, and they're, like, everyone likes Journey or whatever, but, like, it's, I, like, Chicago, I just don't know anything about. No. Like, ACDC, I'm kind of like, who gives a shit? Like, they, you know... Oh, they're whatever, great. Like... They, one of the best bands to utilize bagpipes. Can <laughs> you name Korn, another man. one? Yeah, I know. Corn yeah. has a lot of bagpipes. Yeah. I don't know if they're a good band, but <laughs> they've got them. That's, I mean, that's why they're one of the best. Because yeah. <laughs> that's their competition right there. But I'm like, that. I don't know, that kind of scene, I was just like, like poison and all uh, that yeah. stuff. I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a huge hair metal like Motley Crue or anything like that. Uh, I think the only band I would like from that is Twisted Sister, and that's yeah. purely from like a novelty stance, really. Right, or like Warrant or something yeah. like that. I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, uh, you'll find good songs in there, and like, like you know, the good writing and good music, musicianship, instrumentation. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was just like it wasn't as hard as I wanted, and for softer stuff, there was just like different stuff. Like I, I know I've said this before, but I was into kind of like I'm the type of person that would have gone to Lilla Fair if I would, if I could have. <laughs> Man, I uh, do yourself a favor. I'm gonna try to link this, but um, look up Vince Neil live, like without uh, backing vocal track or whatever. It's it's terrible. It's, it's <laughs> but Vince hilarious. It's I. He's, I think it's Motley Crue. It's one of those bands that he's oh. the lead singer of. It just, you cannot understand a freaking word he is saying. Or like, uh, I was never really into Kiss. Like, I know they've got some great, good songs, but like, it, it, they've kind of got a similar thing where it's like Gene Simmons is such a fucking blowhard. Yeah, yeah. He's like a terrible guy, and like, if you, it's kind of a similar thing where if you've ever heard like Paul Stanley do banter. It's like, you're like, what are you doing? Like, 
like there's a super cut I think on YouTube of him doing banter for like 30 minutes and it's like hey everybody this is me <laughs> Paul Stanley like that he has a little bit of a like a list yeah. I'm in the band Keith yeah it's me and Peter Chris we're having a lot of music right now <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I Kiss I got into for, for a while also just for a novelty standpoint because they are like the ultimate novelty band but yeah after i even had the opportunity to see them but i was like nah, no thank you dad <laughs> yeah. I'm okay without that experience and then they came like i think a couple years ago they came back around again and my dad asked me if i wanted to go again i was like definitely a hard pass this time because i don't want to give that guy any money i really do not yeah I don't know. Like, I, I've talked about, like, my parents kind of raising me on, like, oldies, but, like, the oldies that they listened to wasn't, like, in that era. The <laughs> stuff that they liked from that era was kind of, like, it, I don't know, it varied. Like, they liked, you know, some stuff that was more poppy and some stuff that was kind of, like, softer or whatever. Softer rock. Adult alternative or whatever. Yeah, like... And that uh, really varied. What's that? That... Sisters, uh, I can't remember the name of them. I don't know. All the, the leaves are brown. Oh, the mamas and the papas. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Some <laughs> sort of familial titles. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, that's like an oldies kind of thing. Yeah. Or Mama Cass. Yeah. 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 I was looking for some sort of family member. Yeah. Sure. I like that song. Yeah. California Dreamin'. Well, yeah. There we go. That's a, yeah. God damn. There it is. It's so obvious. Why can't I get there? Well. I don't know. I grew up with a lot of that music, and I love a lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit in there, too. There's, like, there is an every you know, era. Yeah. I mean, of course we're late to the party on that, because we weren't alive. Yeah, of course. But, I don't know. I, like, I, I think I've mentioned this. Some people complain about, um, like, you know, a movie being set in the 90s, and they're playing, like, all 40s like music in the background i'm like well that's what happened in my car like <laughs> that's what was happening because i was listening to the radio with my parents and they're like right oh, listen to the 100.9 and it'd be like the beach boys like under the boardwalk or like whatever and i don't know uh books i yeah <laughs> i wrote I, every book i read is behind the times yeah I mean, it, it's, I want, I used to love reading so much and it has just escaped me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same here. Uh, did I love it? Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it now too, cause, but now I'm usually reading aloud to a small child. Right. Um, but, uh, did you ever read the Da Vinci Code? Da Vinci? Uh, no, my mom owned it. Um, I never actually read it, though. Yeah, I got around to it about probably ten years after it came out, and I never saw a Tom Hanks movie. Or did they make they made the second one, right? Yeah, they made two of them. I think. Actually, they might have made three. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I never saw any of them. But, um, I liked the book, but I definitely was like late to that one. All the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just afraid of all the anti-Catholic controversy that came along with it. Yeah. I, I wrote down uh, something I've always kind of enjoyed being part of, but it's hard to kind of, like, get into is, like, classic literature. 
Like, I've always liked the idea of, like, reading, like, you know, Moby Dick and War and Peace and, you know, Dostoevsky and all this stuff. But it it's so dense and, like, mm-hmm. long, and I'm just like, it's very intimidating. And, I you know, I, I've talked about, you know, some of it, like, Catch-22 and kind of right. Vonnegut and stuff like that, where it's more modern, but a lot of that old stuff, like, I tried to read Ulysses, and I'm just like, nope, not nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the language in it sometimes is just like, uh, it's hard to, I don't know, old English. I can't, I don't even know what they're talking about sometimes, I guess. Mm. Did you ever read any, like, Hemingway or anything like that? I read some short Hemingway stories for the creative and fiction writing classes I had to take. Uh, I was I did not like Hemingway, and I had to do him like I, one of my papers specifically focused on Hemingway once, and I just uh, I I don't know his writing just never really captured me. Yeah, I, I read one of his I read Farewell to Arms ages ago, uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, it didn't really do it for me. Like, no, I I don't know. I, like I know he's considered like one of the greatest writers of our time, but I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's just not really captivating to me. No, me neither. I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta find some, some voice that I, I like to read. Did you ever read uh, Moby Dick? No. no. Did you read? Um, they made us read his uh, short story, uh, Bartleby the Scrivener. Did you ever read that? Maybe. What's that one about? Uh, it's about a guy who works in a like some type of office and his whole deal is like i prefer not to and like he like starts he works at this place but he stops doing his job because he prefers not to and then he stops eating because he prefers not to and it's like this weird story about this guy who's just like kind of slowly decaying and you kind of find out a little bit of his backstory like he worked in a dead letter office or something like that i wonder is there is there a Crispin Glover movie based on that? There's a Crispin, Glo- Crispin Glover movie called Bartleby about a man who, a weird man who works in an office, and I wonder if it's based on that at all. Could be, yeah. Um, it's a short story. It's yeah, I don't know. I just it's the only thing I've read by Melville, and I know like I don't know. It's supposed to be good, <laughs> or I read, or I guess uh, Moby Dick is supposed to be great. Obviously, <laughs> right. Yeah, but, it's supposed to be, but, but I've never actually read it. Yeah, uh, I, f- I feel like the I read one about a monkey. That was about Hemingway, <laughs> but I can't remember what it was called. Did you ever read any Faulkner? I felt guilty about not reading his stuff. Mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah. How about Bad. Dostoevsky? No, he's a great Russian writer. No, I did not. Man, I, I. I didn't, I took a lot of literature and fiction writing and stuff, and I, man, I did not um, read a lot of it. Yeah, uh, I never read anything by him. I'm trying to think of, like, one of the, did you ever read and get into, like, the beatnik stuff? I got super into that for a while, like Jack Kerouac and Allen Ginsberg. Um, no, I did, I just kind of dressed like a beatnik. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, Bartleby was the 2001 movie was based on Herman Herman Melville's short story. Huh. Okay. So I've seen the movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a weird story. 
Yeah, it was a weird movie too. I mean, Crispin Glover was the star, so that tells you how weird it was. Yeah, I don't know. And the other one, like there, I there are a lot of like comics that I've kind of missed. Like I, I kind of came into comics much like a lot later than probably you know a a real fan or whatever. Um, you missed the Silver Age. Oh, definitely. Age. Yeah, definitely. Like I think the first one I picked up was um, the first Civil War. Oh wow! For Marvel, even I um, remember when that was published. Yeah, I remember go, like driving by in Portland and seeing like the poster for it on like the window for um, Casablanca Comics and being like, "Oh, the art looks amazing!" And that, and I had never read a comic book, and I just like decided to get it, and I got it, and then I got super into comic books for you know since then, basically. Yeah, I mean, that one was a big event for non-comic people, too. I remember on uh, the Colbert Report, he mm. interviewed the author on it, and I was just like, oh, wow, they're, like, dipping into different media and, like, really exposing this. Yeah, I think, was it uh, Brian Michael Bendis, maybe? Or is it Mark Millar or something? I think it was Bendis. I can't remember. Yeah. But, yeah. That's when I really started to get into comics. But, like, there's so many, like, classic comics, too, that I'd have, like, um, ages ago in Newberry Comics, they had these, like, digital things called, uh, I think, 40 Years of X-Men and 40 Years of Avengers. And they were digital files that you could, like, put on your computer, and it would have, like, the f- like Avengers 1 and then every issue for the next 40 years. So it's like nice. a massive file. Yeah, like a big old omni- digital omnibus. Yeah. And I've got a few of them. And, like, I haven't really gone through them. And they put out those, um, those like, essentials books that are just, like, yeah. huge volumes of, like, X-Men. And I, ha- I had a few of those, and they're really good. But, I don't know, just going through all those to the modern age is such a slog. Yeah. Yeah, I... Some of the, like, um, traditions in them over time were kind of weird. Like, uh, I've heard that, like, in the 80s, it was big for, like, the characters to pretty much just narrate what they're doing. Like, Cyclops being like, and now I will zap you with my concussive beam! Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that was kind of like, I don't know, supposed to be kind of hokey or campy or whatever. Like, I think it was intentional some of the time. Yeah. Like. I remember, like, uh, in early Justice League, they made um, Wonder Woman be the secretary. Yes. <laughs> like, I remember that was a popular thing. Yeah, I remember she also, one of her weaknesses was that she... Like white wine. Um, <laughs> it's worse than that. She could, like, one of her weaknesses was she could not move if her hands were bound, but only by a man, if only oh, a man God. tied up her hands, she couldn't, if a woman tied her up, she was fine. fine. She could break free, but if a man did, no way. So, yeah. Yeah. Going back to those. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The movie, uh, uh <laughs> that you had me watch for this episode, I kept going like, Ooh, this is problematic. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this, this is an eight year old movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I keep telling myself that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, uh, because we're going to be doing older movies, there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I rewatched an old movie I used to love and being like, man, I don't like the way they treat this lady in this yeah. movie. Yeah. I was able to move past it with the, the filter of historical value. Yeah. 
uh, a comic I've kind of wanted to get into. Uh, it's really popular. It's called Saga or Saga, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a huge uh, space epic about uh, two alien races who have a baby. Like it's this kind of lady who, like with wings, whose husband is this kind of goat-looking guy who is like these ram horns. And they've got this like mythical baby. Is it a goat with wings? Uh, yeah, pretty oh, much. Disgusting. Goats are well, the worst animal in the world. Well, they're humanoids, so they've got like human faces. And, right. But they've just—it's like a baby girl, but it is goat horns. As long as it like doesn't eat my hair. Yeah. Garbage disposal. Satanic eyes. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, goats are considered like the satanic reference to them. Yep. Yeah. They're terrible. They are evil incarnate. Mm. Where's our untitled goat game? Uh, well, there's Goat Simulator, isn't That's there? That's true, yeah. yeah. Free game this month, guys. Oh, really? <laughs> On PSN. Are you just an asshole goat in that, too? Yeah. Are you... ah, yeah, jeez. Yeah, I think in one of them, it's, it's like a satanic version where you're, like, bothering people in hell. You know what? I have been assaulted by a goose, too, now that I think about it. Mm. So, I mean, two annoying animal simulators. They're, they're getting their, like, the animal picks right there. Mm. What other, like, like, obnoxious animals are there? Like, I know those two, but is there, like, a, like, annoying cat, like, simulator? Yeah, my cat, he's obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I never have to edit him out of the podcast. He's the loudest damn animal I've ever heard. Uh, seagulls oh that'd be one seagull Uh, simulator but that's pretty similar to a goose just a little smaller how do you feel about pigeons um kind of like pigeons honestly yeah i don't mind i I like their color they got nice colors so i'm okay with it like seagulls are just gross and gray and dirty or whatever and i don't know growing up in like the on the ocean i just hate them i'll steal my food so much Stole my sardines I was trying to feed to dolphins once. I had to pay for those. I had to pay for the other food I was eating myself. But you only get so many opportunities to feed a dolphin. I feed myself every day. That's that's my sequel rant. Uh, Speaking of games that you might have not played, do you have any? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I mean, I was just late to the party on all video games. My parents were like... No, we're never getting you a video game system. Um, all my friends, like, I remember you had, like, the Sega and, yeah, like, a yeah. Nintendo. So I was like, yeah, I go to Jeff's house and play whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Um, but most of my friends had Segas. I didn't have anything for the longest time until I, one of my dad's coworkers was like, uh, I'm get, I, I don't have time to play this. And he gave it to me. And it's just like, oh, and then it just it started. But then even after that, I had my Sega Genesis for so long. I didn't get the next generation until I got an N64, like, way after. Like, I think it was just a couple years before the GameCube came out. But then after that, it was just, like, upon release, I'm going to... I got everything, pretty much. Well, as far as Nintendo, anyway. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, I was always late to the party with video games, because... 
but then, yeah, I mean, that's why I try not to limit my kid because, like, it wasn't given. I feel like I didn't have access to it as a child, so I craved it so much that now I'm just like, I can do it. Like, I have my own income. I can do what I want. I can yeah. get them all that I want. Sure. So. I mean, I unlike you, I was an only child. My parents worked constantly. I think that they were just, you know, you know maybe disappointed that i was just had to be alone all the time yeah maybe i don't know that's a theory i have well i'll never know but right it was just like you know he's home a lot just alone and he's like and you know he can't just do nothing forever i guess so <laughs> get him vector man or whatever yeah oh vector man too one of my one of the greats uh yeah I, that's why i don't like I give my kid limits, but I don't, like, totally withhold it from him because I, I want him to not be like me and use all his income and purge it on video games. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I was just thinking of TV shows. My parents, I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. Oh, uh, yeah. But I was allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, which is probably just as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's on Nickelodeon doesn't yeah. mean, didn't mean it was really any more appropriate. Yeah. One show I always thought was weird that my parents wouldn't let me watch was um, King of the Hill. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch it. They were thought it was like about like like too sexual, and I'm like, it's like such an I didn't know how to, like, articulate it at the time, but I was like, it's just a dumb show. And they're like, no, you can't watch it. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, it's but, definitely a lot more, like, bland. Not bland, but kind of more couched than something like The Simpsons would have been at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, was I remember there was some, like, kind of sexual references in it, but, it, like, not nearly as bad as, like, I don't know, probably other shows I was also watching. Yeah. I don't know if I was banned from King of the Hill, but my, uh, my, yeah, I was allowed to watch The Simpsons, which maybe it was just because they, maybe your parents were like, yeah, it, the, the animation is more realistic, so it must be more adult or whatever. Maybe yeah. that was the thinking behind it. Because I think that was the think, my thinking behind it when I saw it as a kid. I remember, yeah. like, one of my first exposures to King of the Hill was... I just remember seeing a commercial where Bobby, it was the one where the ants, there's a bunch of ants and Bobby just has like ants covering half oh, yeah. his body. <laughs> I was just like, that's kind of terrifying thinking that as a kid, but uh, uh, I love King of the Hill. Yeah. And it's, you know, maybe they knew it was, I can't imagine they knew it was the same creator. Oh, right. Yeah, that was the same. Yeah, because Hank Hill was Mike in Judge. some Beavis and Butthead episodes. Well, yeah, and it's the same voice guy. Right, I think yeah. It's Mike Judge's butthead, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Daria's related, I guess, also. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. She was like their classmate or something. Uh, we need an MCU version of the, the Mike Judge expanded universe, the, sure. <laughs> the MJU. I mean, they could technically do that with Smash Bros. now that they've had Pikachu and. Uh, I think that they had some other character that they just released as, like, an individual movie. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, they're doing a Mario movie. Yeah. Oh, Sonic, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they all gotta get together. Only one more month till Sonic at the time of recording. (laughs) If you had to pick a a character from Smash to make a movie about, who would you pick? I mean, other than Link. Link is the obvious one, I think. All right, um, probably Samus. I'd love to see a Metroid movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, man, there's so many characters. Yeah, there's like, like seventy characters. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Link is like if they made like a Studio Ghibli movie of like yeah, Zelda, that'd be cool. That'd be perfect. I've seen some like uh, anime versions of Zelda or whatever, some like quick snippets, and they they always they're pretty cool. Um, Castlevania would be a nice oh, one yeah. too. They have There's a series anime. on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, I've very violent. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Kirby. Nah. They've had shows with them. Right. I remember watching. There was a Kirby show in like early 2000s. Yeah. Not good. It was like <laughs> right around like Sonic X times. So yes, exactly. Kind of like. Yeah, it was a little anime-ish. Sort yeah. Metamite was Metamite. Meta Knight was like some sort of badass. Make a Meta Knight movie. Yeah. With the Halberd. He's flying it around. Just... Meta Knight. Just the blue Kirby, man. <laughs> there's supposedly some kind of connection between them. Like, oh, they're related or something. There's like he's... alternate world Kirby. Oh, he's got wings, though. Could... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Video games, I've just had my whole life. Because my parents are just like, eh, we don't know what to do with you, and, you know, you don't like going outside, I guess, so just throw games at you and we'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, I've just had pretty much every system, um, you know, retroactively or otherwise. Like, I did take a long break. Um, I had my N64 for a long time. I went from N64 to PS2. So right. I missed out on uh, I missed out on the original PlayStation, which is like a hugely popular, influential thing on people's lives. Yeah, is that uh, was the PS2 backwards compatible? Uh, yeah, but it like I missed a lot of the hype of the PS2. Yeah, yeah, like why would you want those now that you've got PS2? Because PS2 right. was huge. I remember when that came out, you could not, you could barely find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I never had the original Xbox, so I missed out like on the like. Halo, like the, the rising of Halo and all that stuff. Um, uh, I missed out on kind of like a lot of the MMO kind of stuff because my computer uh, was pretty limited for a long time. Like I had a Windows 98 until like 2005 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never got into MMO. I tried to play Starcraft a couple of years ago. I think Starcraft 2. Um, yeah, that's uh, not. Oh, that's not even MMO. You're no. right. <laughs> I'm just thinking Blizzard. I was just thinking World of Warcraft, Blizzard, Starcraft. Yeah. I was playing it with a friend. That's all. I, that's. But yeah. yeah, you're right. It is not an MMO. Yeah, it's a RTS, right? I so desperately wanted to play EverQuest. Like I had the game, but I didn't have great internet. Like I had dial-up, and we could never get it to work on my computer. I wanted to play it so badly because it was like online D and D. And it was like, yeah, yeah. it looked so sweet, and I could never get. I played the demo like a hundred times because <laughs> I could play the demo offline. Yeah, yeah. I never. I we didn't have a like a good computer for a long time either. I can't remember when we got Windows ninety eight. It was probably in two thousand. We actually got a PC that would run Windows ninety eight. Big ass old Dell monitor. When it was like cool, like whoa, look how big this monitor is, <laughs> but not like big in like aspect ratio. Big as in it's got a big ass, like it's got a big ass. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Did you thinking at the time that's awesome, but now thinking like 
Jeez, that's How like sleek and stylized. Forty pounds. Yeah. 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 Like I went from uh, PS2, and then like PS3, then I bought an Xbox 360, uh, and then I think later on I like I think the Wii U was out, and I bought a Wii. <laughs> so I could play Wii games, and then I think I bought like a refurb, like a used GameCube to try and play some of those games, but it never really worked that great. So I missed out on like pretty much an entire system. I never yeah. had a Dreamcast. No, uh, me neither. I had the Wii, but I hated the Wii Mote. I've talked yeah. about how much I hate like that type of peripheral. <laughs> yeah, it was really only good for. Probably Super Mario Galaxy, I think, was the best game that used it. Yeah. Like, I, the idea of, like, I had Skyward Sword, but man, do I hate that, like, yeah. the slicing system. Like, I, I'd love for them to make, like, that and Twilight Princess is just regular games that can use a regular controller. Yeah. Well, they do. Well, Twilight Princess, they did. They had. They had it on GameCube, right? Right, yeah, and I, yeah, because what on that Christmas, yeah, I got, I got a Wii that Christmas, and I got, I specifically asked for Twilight Princess for both systems. Why now? I don't know. I wanted to play through it on GameCube first. I, now I just feel like, why the hell did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> but I loved um. Metroid was pretty cool for the the Wii because I was just like, oh, it's like I am Samus Aran. I'm just shooting my arm everywhere. There were a couple of games that like uh, there was one that was called like uh, Bullet Sword or something, and it was like kind of this bullet timey game, but you also had a sword or something, and that was kind of like Stranglehold or like Max Payne inspired, where you'd have like bullet time, but you'd also have like sword fights and stuff. Nice. It always looked cool. Not, not super hot. Pre super hot. Pre super hot. It was on yeah. Wii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe super hot. Inspired. Got inspired by that. Yeah. The ones I kind of like that I missed out on were kind of like the in between ones where like of various series because I didn't have those systems. Like I didn't play a bunch of the Zelda games because it came out on like three different systems like yeah. there are so many game boy advance ones and like ds ones i think uh and like i only played a little bit of majora's mask even though i had an n64 so like i think i went from n64's like majora's mask and then the next one i played was breath of the wild <laughs> whoa yeah that is a huge jump <laughs> yeah like i i had twilight princess but because i had like refurbished systems like it never worked well and i hated the wii so i didn't want to use it there i had those games i just never played them yeah yeah i i think i i also own the wii u version of twilight princess i have that for three different systems yeah. uh mario is the same way um uh where i went from like mario 64 to mario odyssey <laughs> yeah well those are probably the most similar of the mario games though like because yeah. galaxy kind of does a different play style different map style so sunshine i think was different right yeah yeah you got that damn freaking jetpack thing on yeah dragon quest i played uh i had one and two and then i played 11 last year so <laughs> yeah um still so that one might be my next that i pick up yeah it's good uh a game i played uh, 
fairly like a few years ago, Persona Five. Uh, I played Persona Five, and that's the only one I've played. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played any other ones. Um, and I know I talked about like wanting to play Animal Crossing. I still haven't played any, but I know there's one coming out. Gonna play it when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, I got one for the DS, and I played it for like five minutes and put it down. The thing that kind of intimidated me about that is, like, you had to do stuff in real time. Right. Like, if someone's like, hey, let's meet up at midnight, you'd have to, like, get up at midnight or or change the clock, I guess. <laughs> to yeah. be like, have a tea with this squirrel or whatever. Yeah, then you're, you're, you don't pick it up for a couple of days and you got weeds everywhere that you gotta pluck. Huh. Yeah. Beautification. Yeah, I had the um, the phone game for, like, a week or so, and then I'm like, it got too, like, you know, pushy with its transactions. Oh, like, yeah. We're Freemium. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Pocket Camp, I think it was called. Right. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. all I had. Yeah, I think that's it for me, too. I just had... Oh, we can talk about the movie that took me... 80 years to watch. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this is this is an anime this time. What what are we going to call this one? Uh I think I suggested getting classy with Dylan. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't know. We'll think of a punny title. Classing maybe. Dylan. Yeah. Uh d- Dylan's d- re enrollment in media studies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Dylan's go with retro class. Yes. Uh, I, this time, this episode, uh, you had me watch Gunga Dean, a 1939, uh, movie, I can't remember who directed it, damn it, but I know it stars Cary Grant, because I love Cary Grant, he's such a funny actor, I've seen him in a couple other things, uh, I've had to watch for f- film history classes, and, yeah, yeah I've always enjoyed him, uh, he's yes. got that... He's just got that, like, classic old-school acting, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, I, a lot of that acting, uh, whenever when I see women do kind of, like, I, odd, like a Hepburn family comes to mind, I'm like, man, I hate women in acting <laughs> in, this, in this time period where it's, it's so, like, brassy, and I'm just like, this isn't how real people speak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you, you love your friends more than me, and you're never going to come back to your wife. You're going to die in war. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. Pretty sure there was only one woman in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but, yeah, um, geez, uh, where do I start? Because... It's based on a poem. Is it? Yes, I did see that. Um, by Rudyard Kipling, who yes, also wrote Kipling the Jungle Book. Okay, that's where I recognize that from. Uh, yes, but um, as my film history is not that great, besides what I've been assigned to in the, my education, my world history also sucks. So I had no idea what the hell was going on during this. Um, I kind of just didn't know the setting of the war. I mean, I know they're in India, like British-occupied India or whatever. Yep. That's kind of the extent of what I know what's going on yeah. and why they're there. Um, I mean, I think it's fairly fictionalized because they're fighting like a death cult. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, 
uh, the Ka- they worship Kali. Yeah. And they say at the beginning, uh, like the depictions of the worship are Kali are based in fact, which I don't know. It's 1939. I, I don't know how well they fact checked back then. So yeah, I'm not sure. It's hard to say. Uh, they didn't have the same resources that we do now, but um, first thing, I mean, like I said, this is in 1939. They start out with these gong, this gong, and they're like the credits are on it, and it's rippling. I'm just like, wow, for like 1939, this is pretty spot on. <laughs> like, like good. Uh, I don't know if I want to say special effects, but like, it, yeah. you know, it looked pretty decent. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like this. Um, like the each time that I showed the credits on a gong, some guy rings it, and then it's like splash, ripple, and then some other credit show. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm getting sucked into this. This has some good production value. Obviously, it's got Cary Grant, and it's kind of a big epic film piece for the time. So they invested in it. Um, like you can, but I was like, the sets look awesome, like big old villages, sprawling sets. I was like, wow, this like looks really great. Like, like I said, great production value <laughs> back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, it kind of follows three soldiers who are all tight buddies, kind of get it at the beginning when one general's calling to them or something and they're all just like kind of throwing enemies out the window or wherever yeah just... they're having like a big donny brook basically in, in like a village yeah they're all just like in a big fight yeah and yeah i i was with the sets are great the choreography was pretty good too i wonder how many people actually got injured on set but they are like it's it's convincing stuff for being 80 years old mm. Probably because they actually were chucking each other. Like, yeah, I mean, they're probably all practical effects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the cuts were good. I mean, yeah, I liked it. Uh, and, you know, the the 80-year-old humor, I, I actually found quite funny. It actually, like, I was chuckling and laughing out loud quite a bit during this movie. Um, I read that critics were, like... This didn't care for it. Of, yeah, this was kind of the time of like screwball comedy, and that's when it was like getting really big. So a lot of films at the time were relying on it, and I guess this did this underperformed at the box office. It did not do very well, but it's still like the Library of Congress regards this as like very uh, uh, what's the word? Just uh, a great piece of cinema that yeah. uh, should be used and remembered that's why it's in the library of congress yeah um um at one point are they getting an elephant drunk (laughs) i i think so yeah yes which uh then they yeah so one of their one of the three guys i can't i can only remember cutter because that was carrie grant's name and I just find him so good. Such a handsome man, too. Yeah. <laughs> he got married so many times. <laughs> like, I was reading about him. I was like, before I speak so well about Cary Grant, do I have to dig up any dirt and see if he... He, he didn't seem like a terrible guy. He just seemed to get married a lot and fall in love a lot. Uh, yeah, well, you know, what happens. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they... One of them is... He's getting married. And, of course... 
cutter and the general or whatever are like, no, our, he can't get married. He's, oh, he's going to go leave the army. We need to be best bros back here. Like, oh, we're going to get the new guy drunk on the stuff we got the elephant drunk on and try to keep him in the army with us. Which <laughs> is very odd. Um, and then I also, when they're getting that elephant drunk and at one point, uh, Dean, who is the... Gunga Dean is the their like Indian water boy. He's kind yeah. of an aspiring soldier as well, and yep. he's he's got this good rapport with Cutter, and they're like, ah, yeah, good Dean. Yeah, oh, I love. He kind of catches him practicing the marching behind a building while all the other soldiers are marching. And he's showing him how to salute properly, and they just got this this nice buddy thing going. Doesn't seem anyone really gives Dean the time of day besides Cutter. Yeah, the poem is kind of about the um, the British treating a, a, a Indian water bearer poorly and how he risks his life to kind of uh, take care of the wounded British soldiers. And there's kind of a saying that people say now, usually sarcastically is how the poem ends. It's, You're a better man than I, Gunga Din. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, is they read the last bit of the poem, I think, towards the end of the movie. Okay. That's uh, yeah. part of the poem. But yeah, yeah uh, Din and the main kind of antagonist would now be considered problematic as far as their portrayal. Yes. Um, because they're both in brownface. Oh, say. are they? Yes. Hard to tell in black and white. <laughs> yeah, they're both okay. uh, the main. Dean, I think, is like a Jewish New Yorker, and I think the other one's kind of like you know, I think they kind of have darker complexions, but they are, you know, yeah, I, up a little bit. Yeah, because I was watching this on Prime, and, like, when you, you're watching it on Prime, you can pause it, and it'll show you, like, everyone, all the actors who are on screen or whatever, and Sam Jaffe plays Dean, and he was, yes, he was not as dark as he was, but I thought that was just color correction or whatever within the black and white filter, but uh, that makes sense now. <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, where is that? Yeah, the so yeah, I'm not sure if uh, Cutter really. Uh, he seems to have genuine respect for him, but I wonder if he just wants like Dean. He knows where treasure is mostly. <laughs> that's I wonder if that's why he's keeping him around. Um, uh, McChesney and Ballantyne are the other two. Hmm. Colonel Weed yes. is one of them. Valentine. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. When they're getting the elephant drunk, that also made me sad. Because I was like, ah, oh, this elephant was probably treated like shit on this. Oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, they probably didn't have, like, any type of animal, you know, activity, you know, rights kind of stuff going on at this point in time. Right, yeah. So, just something that stuck out to me. Um, <laughs> that was... Uh, as I was admiring Cary Grant's performance, I was like, ah, oh, he's so good. Wait, all these guys are supposed to be British. None of them are speaking with a British accent. Um, and then I looked up, oh, Cary Grant is British, but he is not speaking with a British accent. Like, uh, but, uh, I mean, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, eventually, uh, why does he, why does Cutter get jailed? I can't remember. Uh, doesn't he get into a? F- I mean, it was for fighting, maybe. 
probably. I can't remember. Yeah, but they have to bail him out. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets jailed or like detained in his own military jail or whatever, and Dean uh comes up. He's like, "Hey, I know where some treasure is." Uh, Cary Grant's character Cutter's all like, "Well, get me out of here, man!" And then that's when they they hook the elephant and <laughs> make it break him out. And then him and Dean go run off to this big palace, this Indian palace that has a bunch of gold. Another great set. And they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we found the gold." And meanwhile, um, I don't think everyone else chases after him. Yeah, there's this comedic moment on the bridge where. Gunga Dean and uh, Cutter are trying to cut cross the bridge, and the elephant is like trying to cross the bridge behind them. He's like, "No, stop, stop, stop!" And they're like, "There's a really cool shot that I actually liked when they're they're swinging on the bridge, and then you kind of get this point of view, and the camera's swinging as they're looking at the elephant." And I was like, "Oh man, that's really creative for back then." Like I sometimes I don't even remember to kind of do shots like that, and that's that's a cool thinking. I like that a lot. Oh uh, yeah, they end up going to that castle, whatever, and uh, by coincidence, it ends up that's where the the death cult that they have encountered earlier is, and um, Cutter ends up. They get trapped in there. They think it's empty, and then all the worshippers come, and they're like, oh, "Crap, we're trapped." Uh, he goes, "Gunga Dean, I'm gonna distract him. You go get the rest. Go get a rescue party," and. Cary Grant just, just starts walking around and singing in the death cult to get them distracted. And of course, Din and his uh, his brown face, he can just slip out of there because he looks like everybody else, apparently. Um, and he he runs back to go get uh, Ballantyne and... Who's the other guy? McChesney. Uh, uh, McChesney, yep. Which I wrote down why... So they come back to rescue Cutter why do only they come back? Why is it such a small rescue party to come rescue him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, isn't that how you do most of the rescue parties? You, you know, you want it to be discreet. Yeah, truth. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I just thought they keep getting, like, and also in where they had the, where they first had their battle with the death cult, like, I think it's Ballantine, um, he gets in a fight. It's like him versus 12 people. <laughs> Why do they keep taking on these crowds of people when they are like so few of them? Come on, guys. You're in the army. Um, but yeah, they... So, anyway, yeah. They... Valentin and uh, McChesney or whatever he said. <laughs> they, uh, they come to rescue him and um, obviously end up getting trapped as well. And then... You know, there ends up being a standoff. Uh, they end up eventually c capturing the leader of the cult and kind of holding him hostage. And they're really at the standoff, like, well, we'll kim kill him. But then once they kill him, you know, all the, the Kali worshippers are going to kill the soldiers. So, like, uh, what, what are they to do? And then the Scottish army ends up showing up. And they end... <laughs> this is also, I was like... Hey, Scottish Army, why are you playing your bagpipes? That's just a big, hey, we're over here sign. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I guess they don't know that this death cult is hiding in the mountains over yonder. 
but um so yeah they're they're like oh yes scottish army is here we're gonna be rescued and Kali of our shippers are like, uh-uh, you think so, but this is exactly what we want, because they're going to come right, they're going to funnel right through this bottleneck here in the mountains, and we're just going to kill them all. So, man, the this was a great callback that I liked. Gunga Dean's going to save them all, and how's he going to save them? Well, he loves the bugle, and he's seen her playing it earlier, and then... As he's lying down and they're, you know, everyone else is kind of fighting, he's like, oh, he sees a dead soldier with a bugle. And there's like this awesome kind of Samwise Gamgee moment where he's slowly climbing up and climbing up. And he's like, oh, he's going to save it. He's going to be the one to save everyone. And he's been stabbed at this point, too. Like, yeah, he's, he's been stabbed in the back. Yeah. Which, yeah, but. Yeah, when they both got stabbed, I was like, oh, no! <laughs> like, I was very invested in those two characters. I was like, no! Um, uh, but he, yeah, he ends up climbing to the top, and he he plays that bugle so damn well, and the Scottish army is like, oh, someone's here, something's happening. And they start flanking, they get in formation, and there's this battle, and... Well, the yeah. troops are trying to shoot at him to stop the bugle. Right, yep. But he's just, he's up there and he's giving it his all and he he earns his honorary corporal rank in death. And it's just, it's a very nice fitting end for him. It's what he wanted. He wanted to be a soldier and I, I don't think he wanted to die, but he wanted to be recognized by them. And uh, I, I like this. I, uh, um, it was long for an old movie too, like two hours long, but I mean, I'm a, I'm old, and I, I had to split it into two parts so I could go to bed on time. <laughs> but um, uh, like like I said, the humor I found funny. I kind of at first was like, "What the hell is going on? Why are they here? And what are they doing?" But I feel like in all old film, I'm always like that. Um, maybe sometimes with all films, I'm like, "Why are they here? And what are they doing?" Uh, I didn't, the only thing I, it just kind of takes a while to get going, I think. There's a lot of building of the, like, interweaving of these relationships and showing how buddy-buddy all these soldiers are. Well, I think they want you to be invested, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But it is weird that it's just, like, it came from a fairly short poem. And then, at the very end, uh, the, the guy who wrote it, it's not really him and like reads part of the poem at the yeah. uh, funeral pyre of din yeah yeah it takes like they don't end up i think the breaking jail out of cutter is like an hour in that's like the halfway point of the movie so like the still the plot of the like major conflict of the movie hasn't been really established you know there's this death cult but they're not really a major player in it until uh cutter gets captured which is in like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie yeah. so i mean it does take a while but i mean that's old film i think but yeah for like an 80 year old movie i uh, i enjoyed it more than some movies i've watched in the past year i know mean, shorter than it chapter two and i probably liked it better than that so i don't know if you can see this this is the guru in the movie the bad guy yeah. hold it up a little Oh, 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's very white. <laughs> yeah, he's very white. <laughs> yeah. He's an Italian man, it seems like, based on that name. Yeah. So yeah, they throw him in a pit of snakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he jumps in. Oh, right, right, right. Yep, he does. Yeah, because he's he's the only thing that's really keeping the soldiers alive. He's just like, you know what? F it. I want you to die. Yeah. But yeah, I, I saw this movie when I was a lot younger, and I always remembered liking it, but sometimes with movies like that, when you see them as a kid, you yeah, don't remember them correctly, and I watched it a few years ago, I think, and I was like, oh, this is still, I still enjoy it, so it's like, and I think in one of our first podcasts, I, I episodes, I mentioned, like, really enjoying this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, okay, I could probably show this to my kid, and he might think it's pretty funny. I mean, the punches and just the... Throwing people off ladders and stuff like that, throwing dynamite or whatever at people. It's, yeah, it's pretty comedic. I mean, like I said, it's screwball comedy. Yeah, um, and it's kind of got some heart to it with like the end and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Trying to see. Yeah, I got invested in most of the characters too, except for uh, the one getting married. He was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Why is his wife in a war zone? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think that sometimes in those old movies, they're just like, they want you to have some type of connection to, like, I don't know, their family. So they'll show, like, a lady for, like, a second. Like, oh, John, <laughs> don't go, or something like that. Yeah, you love war so much. I don't love war. I love my friends. And yeah. if you can't see that I like to be with the boys, then we can't be together anymore. Gungadin, by Rudyard Kipling, you may talk a gin and beer when you're quartered safe out here, and you're sent to Petney fights and alders shot it, but when it comes to slaughter, you will do your work on water, and you'll <laughs> lick the bloomin' boots of him that's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd recommend it. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. If you want to know before. Yeah. Give it a check out. You like old war film? Definitely. I took a a uh, war film class, and I'm surprised we did not have to watch this for it. But I mean, well, uh, it it, I don't know. It's it's probably not like in. It's a good movie, but I don't know how like influential of it. You know, right. war film it is. Yeah, it's not super war either. It's more yeah situational comedy. Yeah. Not as, yeah. Like, what films did you watch in that class? Uh, Platoon, Dirty Dozen. Oh, you have seen that. I had that listed as one of the... Right, yeah. That's a good movie. Uh, um, I can't remember. I remember there was one about, like, a, a Chinese war and some, like, court hearing. Um, I did a... I don't know if Apocalypse Now was required, but I think that was... No, it wasn't required, but I did a paper on it. I had seen it before. I watched Redux, which is so damn long. That was a crazy-ass film. Yeah, I don't remember enjoying that. Like, I... I don't know. It's like, I know it's supposed to be kind of, like, spiritual, I guess. But yeah. But kind of like, I'm not into it. I like weird, like, cerebral, like, stuff. Yeah, because it's a very, like, symbolic movie and, like, 
not everything is supposed to be taken at face value. You're supposed to look deep. And especially, I can't remember, it's based on a sh- quote short story. Uh, but it's yeah, it's uh, Heart of Darkness. Yes, yeah. yeah. Joseph Conrad. Yeah, did you have to read that in high school? Uh, I did. I don't think I had to read it in high school, but I did read it. Yeah, we had to read it. And then we watched Apocalypse Now. We, in my senior English class, we watched so many movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, we watched, like, I think a, a couple. Like, we watched, I think, Hamlet with, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we watched Hamlet. We read Hamlet. Um, I remember our first day of senior English we were doing a, a paper on heroes, and we first day he's like, "All right, we're gonna watch um, Indiana Jones: and The Last Crusade." <laughs> okay, sure. All right. And then write a paper about heroes. Sure, okay. Have you seen all of those movies? Uh, I have not seen Temple of Doom. I remember liking that one the most, but from what I understand, it doesn't hold up. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, there is actually references to Gunga Din in that. I was reading, I was reading about Gunga Din last night. Yeah. I, I think it's... The most recent, most recent two. Like, uh, Oh, the... Uh, Last Crusade, Last Crusade. Yeah, and... King Crystal the Skull? Crystal Skull, yeah. Oh, God. do you know what the, <laughs> the ending to that is? Uh, no. <laughs> it's aliens. That. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Aliens. Uh, that's what the crystal skull is. It's an alien skull. It's so effing weird. Yeah, and then apparently good. they're making a fifth one right now, too. Yeah, I heard about that. Sean Connery coming back. Um, I think he retired from acting after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. I heard he was supposed to be in um, Spectre, but they cut it. Oh, that would have been cool. Uh, what I heard, uh, that basically they had this part where, um, all of the retired Bonds would be basically in a, like a James Bond retirement home, so it would be like a bunch of, like, it would be like Roger Moore and like Sean Connery, like basically all like occupying one, (laughs) like home, basically. Oh, wow. For retired agents, and they'd all be like Bond, and they probably cut it for good reason. Yeah, uh, that sounds terrible. I haven't seen any of the what's his face new Bonds. Oh, Daniel uh, Craig. Daniel Craig. I was gonna say Craig Daniel. Yep, yeah. Daniel Craig. But yeah. Did uh, you see League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? I did. Yeah. And I didn't hate uh, it, honestly. Uh, I did. Wow. <laughs> Even at the time of seeing it, being like fifteen or something, I hated it. I liked the idea. I yes, I do like the DID of it too, but I hated the Doctor Jekyll <laughs> like costume was just terrible. A lot or of Mr. Hyde said um, they hated the Tom Sawyer in it, like because that was a original character for the movie. Oh, it's really? based on a graphic novel, I guess, by Alan Moore. Yeah, yeah, just using movies. all these uh, uh, things that are now out of copyright. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I had. Sweet. Well, yeah, yeah so for next time, uh, we talked about for Unjade Jeff, I'm going to have you watch the 
Joaquin Phoenix movie, Her, where he falls in love with an AI, which seems more and more plausible every day. Yeah. I mean, they've got, you know, uh, VR porn and stuff now, so it's like... Yeah. Have you seen there's, like, Japanese digital girlfriends, too? Like, (laughs) essentially Uh, a Siri... Yeah, it's essentially Siri, but it's more programmed to be a girlfriend. So it's like you get home from work and it asks you, like, how was your day? Uh, <laughs> like, talks to you in the conversation. That sounds not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think about people living in, like, a delusional world. And I'm like, oh, boy, that can't be good for people. No, oh, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's where we're going with that. Yep. All right. All right. All right, yeah. Well, if you have any suggestions for any movies we should watch, words we could do, you can contact us. Show at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at WholeGDShow. Facebook.com slash WholeGDShow. Got some stuff on YouTube.com slash WholeGDShow. Write and review us on... I think you can probably do it right in your app. You can do it on iTunes. Caleb O'Ryan does our music. You can find him on streaming services. He's on Spotify. Oh, where can people get a hold of you, Jeff? I'm on Twitter and Instagram mainly, and pretty much not on Tumblr anymore. No, uh, yeah. I check Tumblr forever. At Rewrite Shaw, doing art and jokes and whatnot. I also have uh, a Added more stuff to the YouTube channel, including Outer Worlds gameplay. I gotta watch that. So, yeah. Sweet, yeah. I'll catch you guys, GD listeners, in the next GD episode. Bye.